This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, one senator is worried about those federal workers who do ask for exceptions from the vaccine mandate. The White House and Congress both seem to agree lower-ranking troops need more money, but how much? And another Trump-era regulation is being updated by the current administration. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Republican Senator James Lankford has some concerns about the administration's handling of medical and religious exceptions to the federal employee vaccine mandate. He says his office is inundated with calls from federal employees and contractors who say they fear retaliation for requesting an exception. Lankford is asking the Office of Management and Budget about the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission's role in creating the mandate. He says it's unclear agencies have given employees enough information about how to request an accommodation. 94% of employees at the Veterans Health Administration have informed the department about their vaccination status or submitted a medical or religious exception. VA Secretary Dennis McDonough says the department is still collecting vaccination data from its employees. He says he's not aware of any employee who has been fired yet because they're not vaccinated. Veterans Health Administration employees technically had until October 8th to comply with the mandate. The rest of the federal workforce must be fully vaccinated by Monday. A GOP senator is placing a new hold on key Biden nominees. Florida Republican Rick Scott wants a hearing on what he calls the growing supply chain crisis. He says he'll block the advancement of all nominees for posts at the Departments of Transportation and Commerce until he gets one. Scott wants Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg and Secretary of Commerce Gina Raimondo to testify about the administration's plans to solve the supply chain bottlenecks. The Bureau of Land Management is still recovering after losing experienced and diverse staff during a recent westward relocation. More from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The Government Accountability Office says 76 percent of the BLM employees chosen to move to Colorado or 10 other western states declined reassignments or left the Bureau before receiving one. Vacancies jumped by 169 percent between July 2019 and last March. BLM has managed to fill some of those vacancies but today the BLM headquarters workforce is still 17% smaller than it was before the relocation. Nicole Legrisco, Federal News Network. President Joe Biden wants to keep federal contract workers around longer. He signed an executive order requiring new contractors to offer high-performing employees the chance to keep their jobs when the contract changes hands. The executive order will cover more than 2 million federal service contractors. The White House says the EO will reduce turnover, prevent disruptions, and reduce the expense to recruit, hire, and train replacements. While the White House says it supports the idea of a basic needs allowance for low-income military members, the Biden administration says it would prefer more time to analyze exactly how large those allowances should be. Both chambers of Congress have provisions in their defense authorization bills that would add new stipends for low-ranking members with families. The legislation is meant to ensure their annual gross income is at least 30 percent above the federal poverty line. 
The General Services Administration previews some major new contracts. Laura Stanton, Assistant Commissioner for the Office of Information Technology Category, announced that development has begun on the Alliant 3 government-wide acquisition contract. She also said RFPs for the Polaris Small Business GWAC will begin in January. And Sherry Medema, Director of Program Operations for Professional Services and Human Capital at GSA, said development of the new services multiple award contract will be a top priority in 2022. GSA is giving agencies more choices than ever in its contract awards for model year 2022 vehicles. It's awarding contracts to eight vendors to provide new zero-emission vehicles to the federal government, as well as cars that run on fossil fuels. Agencies purchase more than 47,000 vehicles from GSA in fiscal 2021. GSA spends more than $1.5 billion every year on vehicle purchases and maintaining the federal fleet. The Postal Services Regulator is building out its data expertise to track USPS performance. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more on that. The Postal Regulatory Commission will soon hire its first chief data officer and create a data governance board in order to track the Postal Service's delivery performance. Commission Chairman Michael Kubianda tells the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee the PRC will also launch a small data analytics group to examine USPS bottlenecks and conduct specialized studies on postal costs. Meanwhile, the Commission is working on data visualization tools, including a beta version of a dashboard tracking USPS performance on its website. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The IRS has new identity verification and sign-in processes to help people access the agency's online tools and applications more securely, even on mobile devices. The new verification procedure is used for things like the Child Tax Credit Update Portal, online accounts, getting your identity protection pin, with more applications being added over the next year. Users will have to sign in with their ID.me account. Those who already have IRS usernames can use their credentials from the old system to sign in until the summer of 2022. The Biden administration has rolled back a Trump-era rule that redefined what waterways qualify for federal protection under the Clean Water Act. The Army and Environmental Protection Agency announced the reinstatement of a rule in place before 2015 as the Biden administration prepares its own regulations. The long-planned move restores federal protections for hundreds of thousands of waterways. The EPA and Army will accept public comments through late January. A new phase for the White House's sprawling cybersecurity executive order, Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. Agencies are entering the execution phase of May's cybersecurity executive order, according to Federal Chief Information Security Officer Chris Tarusha. It's been six months since President Biden signed the executive order. Agencies now have new guidance on critical software, logging, endpoint detection, and other priorities. And Arusha said it's time for the rubber to hit the road. And so we're really shifting into that phase of how do we ensure that agencies are resourced to achieve these ambitious goals? And how do we help them along the way using all of our, our tools here at the White House? And a former senior Interior Department employee violated the federal ethics pledge when they communicated one-on-one -on -one with a past employer about issues which involved that same employer's work during the mandatory two-year recusal period. An investigation by the Interior Inspector General finds the senior employee did meet with a department ethics office attorney several times, but the employee did not get formal written ethics guidance on specific recusals until spring 2019, after the ethics violations already occurred. The employee left Interior only months later. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White.
Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.